This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. I've started thinking about life and the totality of life experience between, like, say, a numerical one and ten. Like, one being the worst day of your life and ten being the best day of your life. And, you know, one might be, you know, a day that a family member passes away. Or one might be being wet and cold and freezing in an ocean rowboat, you know, spooning with this other guy and, you know, been shitting in a bucket and being exhausted and tired. You know, like, just, like, rough moments in your life, right? And ten is this hedonistic joy, the most pleasure-filled day ever. It's just happy, joyful. Maybe you've succeeded in something you've accomplished, like all this kind of stuff. And as I've kind of looked around at the world, people say, what are you afraid of? You must not be afraid of being alone, or you must not be afraid of, you know, these hard challenges or stuff like that. I'm like, well, maybe not. But what I'm really afraid of is actually living a life range bound between four and six. And that is American adventurer Colin O'Brady. Now, Colin was born on March 16th, 1985 in Olympia, Washington, making him just slightly older than yours truly. And Colin O'Brady's entire life has been about both athleticism and adventure. He attended Yale, where he swam competitively in the 100 and 200 meter breaststroke. And he graduated in 2006 with a Bachelor's of Arts in Economics. And in 2007, he suffered a burn injury that doctors were concerned would greatly influence the remainder of his life. But through his hard work and resilience, he fully recovered and became a competitive triathlete. And Colin didn't just become a triathlete, he holds, since then, numerous records, many of which are world records. They include the Explorer's Grand Slam, which is the seven, excuse me, the seven highest summits in the world, plus the North and the South Pole, which he completed a sense of those seven summits and reached the North and South Pole in just 139 days. He's, he's completed the three poles which are the North Pole, the South Pole, and the highest point on the planet, which is Everest, in just over four months. Summited, he summited all 50 U.S. high points, the highest mountains in each of the 50 states, in just 21 days. And the one that gained him probably the most notoriety was a 932-mile unassisted trek across Antarctica on skis with a sled in just 54 days. He also participated in a man-powered rowing crossing of the Drake Passage. So he and a series of teammates basically rode their way across the Drake Passage, which is the tip of South America to the Antarctic continent. He's currently attempting without supplemental oxygen to complete the Everest Lhotse Traverse. The Everest Lhotse Traverse covers the first and fourth tallest mountains, and we'll see if he's successful, but knowing O'Brady, he almost certainly will be. A brief update here, listener. As of this recording, Colin O'Brady has summited Everest. He did so with his wife and, as a result, temporarily surrendered his No-02 Traverse in order to summit with his wife, Jenna. So the Everest Lhotse Traverse without supplemental oxygen will not occur this year, but it's still quite the accomplishment nonetheless. And again, I assume this is temp- a temporary suspension of that goal. Back to the episode. So, wow, 
What can you say about accomplishments like this? I mean, he not only has he completed all of these things and holds all these world records, and isn't that fantastic, but he also runs a nonprofit organization and has written a New York Times bestseller in case, like me, you thought remembering to take out the garbage was some kind of accomplishment, I guess. It's just fascinating. It's fascinating the capacity that some people have, and that's, I think, why Colin O'Brady is as popular as he is. So, knowing what we know about him now, all these world records, and the fact that he has a nonprofit, and the fact that he has a New York Times bestselling book, here's the quote one more time. Think about it in all of those contexts. I've started thinking about life and the totality of life experience between, like, say, a numerical one and ten. Like, one being the worst day of your life and ten being the best day of your life. And, you know, one might be, you know, a day that a family member passes away. Or one might be being wet and cold and freezing in an ocean rowboat, you know, spooning with this other guy and, you know, been shitting in a bucket and being exhausted and tired. You know, like, just, like, rough moments in your life, right? And ten is this hedonistic joy, the most pleasure-filled day ever. It's just happy, joyful. Maybe you've succeeded in something. You've accomplished, like, all this kind of stuff. And as I've kind of looked around at the world, people say, what are you afraid of? You must not be afraid of being alone, or you must not be afraid of, you know, these hard challenges or stuff like that. I'm like, well, maybe not. But what I'm really afraid of is actually living a life range-bound between four and six. Now, it's hard for me sometimes when I hear about and read about people like this that are super successful and accomplished, and as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, just a few months older than I am, I'm left feeling, I don't know that inadequate is the right word, but, but wasteful, maybe. Wasteful of time, wasteful of energy, wasteful of talents I've not developed, and maybe you feel the same way. And so maybe it, it creates a distance, a separation between you and someone like this, almost like the distance that we feel when we compare ourselves to superstar athletes. Pick a sport, doesn't matter. The people that are at the top of their game there are people that we will never approach in skill level, not even remotely for most of us. And sometimes, having recognized that, we just, we create this gulf, this chasm, and we say, well, I'm never going to be, you know, LeBron James. I'm never going to be um, a Greg Maddox. I'm never going to be a Andre Vasilevsky. I'm never going to be those people. And so there's, it's, it's great to see them. It's great to watch them. I enjoy that part, but I, I can't be them. So why bother? Well, I think and when I go down that path, and that happens with people like this as well, when I see people that have written dozens of, of best-selling books, and I imagine, I don't know, maybe one day I'd, I'd write a book about something. I don't know what, but maybe I would at some point. How could I possibly do that? I mean, I, I can't compete with that. I'm not Stephen King. I'm not John Grisham. I'm not any number of people who write many, many best-selling books. And then to have somebody say that they're they're worried about their life being bounded between you know four and six, it's like man, I feel like I'm smack on a five if if that's how we're 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 looking at things. I have no desire, and I mean no desire, to summit Mount Everest. I just don't. It doesn't. It's not something that interests me. And so if that's a ten, if somebody Mount Everest is and then completing the Everest Lhotse Traverse with no oxygen is the goal that leads somebody to the life of the moment of ecstasy that is considered a 10, I don't know that I'll ever do that. And what's a one? I mean, I guess what what is a one? A one is, you know, a, a biblical Job-like thing where your your whole family is killed and there's there's nothing left for you in the world and you're at your rock bottom. Like, I haven't experienced that either. So so maybe that's not a one. I've never experienced a one. And I, I probably won't experience a 10 like that. So what's the point? I mean, how do you even... 
how do you even begin to compare? And so I, I think when I when I start to have those kinds of thoughts, I mean, I, I ask myself, do I live a life bounded between four and six? And the answer is probably. I mean, I think most of us do. I mean, that's the way we build our lives. Those highs and lows are great, but they can be draining. Those highs take a tremendous amount of effort and energy to achieve. And those lows sap us of happiness and joy. And yes, oscillating between 1 and 10 over a long period of time really does. The 10 is served by the 1. You know, you can't appreciate the good times without the bad times and those types of sentiments that you hear people express. That's true. But we build and develop most of our lives to be between a 4 and a 6 because stability is also good. And I'm not saying that Colin doesn't have a very valid point here. But being bound between 4 and 6 is a lot of what our efforts go into. Think about what being bound between 4 and 6 means. Let's just let's just look at a typical day. If you woke up in the freezing cold from your night's sleep previously, that might be a 1, maybe a 2 or 3. Pretty low, right? That's pretty miserable. If you've ever slept outside and woken up and had to step out into the cold, you know that's not a fun thing to do. That might be a 2 or a 3 for the day. Well, so what do we do? We have climate-controlled homes. We have fans. We have HVAC systems. We have mattresses with pillows and blankets. All of those things designed to mitigate the extremities, the cold and the hot, that would otherwise plague our sleep. So having a, a 1 or 2 or a 3 on the sleep scale, we, we deliberately avoid that. Well, then what do we do? We bathe ourselves. We brush our teeth. We prepare for the day. We put clothes on. Why? I could go outside with no clothes on. We're it legal. Probably going to get sunburned or frostbitten. Um, you could do all those things. So what do I do instead? I bring myself into a narrow range of stability by putting on clothes. I put on weather-appropriate clothes. Summertime it's shorts. Wintertime it's pants and a jacket. I can put on layers. Why? To mitigate, again, the extremes of the climate in which I, in which I live. So we do this on purpose. So I would say that most of us probably live a life bounded by four and six. Now, four and six are certainly not our only extremes. When you talk about emotions, we ensure that we're well-fed and that we get a good night's sleep and that we're patient and we think and, and contemplate our thoughts so we don't live on a one to ten scale of emotional response to things. Everything is not a ten and everything is not a one. And we all know people like that who ones and tens seem to pop up more frequently for them. And how exhausting that must be to constantly be either extremely low or extremely high in your emotional state. So four and six for us are, are this is an arbitrary scale, mind you. Remember, I don't have any desire to climb Mount Everest. And Colin is not saying that everybody needs to climb Mount Everest to have a 10. Not everybody needs to trek across Antarctica on skis towing a sled in order to experience a 10. When you get to the finish, one in the process, climbing Everest is hard, trekking across Antarctica is hard, probably ones and twos sprinkled throughout those processes, but a 10 at the end. He's not saying you have to do that. We, But how do we engineer our lives to keep us on an even keel, keep us stable? Ask yourself this, when was your last 10? When was your last 9? Or correspondingly, when was your last 1 or 2? When was the last time you experienced those things? And it's a relative scale, and that scale can be shrunken or it can be expanded based on what you're comfortable with in life. And what Colin is getting at here, the, the overall point, try not to take the words too, the individual words too seriously, right? We here try to take the quote and expand upon it and, and look at the context of it and see what the lessons there are to learn from it. The lesson here is not necessarily that four to six is bad. 
but never having a 1 or a 10 might be equally bad as living just bound between 4 and 6. When I was researching for this episode, this is where I paused, right? I, I took a mo- I actually have a line on the paper where I where I was taking notes and I paused and I I had a moment and I said, "Okay, so what?" None of us are Colin O'Brady, right? Colin O'Brady is an anomaly. He's an American adventurer. He sets world records. People who hold world records in general tend to be anomalies, never mind multiple world records. So we're not Colin O'Brady. Surprise. Great. So what's the great lesson here? What's the great revelation? And I honestly, I, I don't know. I think, I really don't. I think that the idea here is that to, to tackle challenges, to not simply avoid any hardships or difficulties, those aren't bad things. They're part of the human condition. We've talked about this before when we experience lows and difficulties and struggles in our lives. That's part of being a human being. And we shouldn't necessarily always avoid them. There are ways to introduce difficulties and hardships that are very manageable, right? Instead of getting in and cranking that that shower all the way to the, the hottest setting and boiling yourself like a lobster, as some of us like to do, to really feel clean and whatnot, Maybe sometimes take a take a tepid shower, maybe even a cold shower. There's there's medical research that says that that might be good for you. Um, how about instead of getting in your car to drive around the corner to the coffee shop, you walk? Maybe it's raining, and maybe instead of carrying an umbrella to make sure you stay completely dry, maybe you just wear a rain jacket and you let your head get wet. There's a certain amount of discomfort to that. You're stretching that, right? You're not reaching down to one. Getting your head wet when it's raining outside is certainly not a one for most people. But maybe it's a, we're talking about the boundary of four and six, maybe it's a three. It's uncomfortable. My head's wet now. Mm. You know, walking around the corner took more effort than going and starting my car and driving. But I got a little bit of exercise in. Maybe I took the stairs instead of the elevator. Maybe I stand at my desk at work instead of sitting. I take on a certain amount of discomfort to expand that boundary. And when I'm experiencing joy and when I'm looking to accomplish something, I choose something that's difficult to achieve so I can I can move the top end range. Again, not necessarily to a 9 or a 10, but maybe a 7, maybe an 8. Expanding our range may be, the, may be the growth opportunity from a quote like this. You're not going to become Colin O'Brady. I don't intend to become Colin O'Brady. Maybe you do. I shouldn't say you're not going to become. Most of us are not going to become Colin O'Brady, or do we have a desire to do so? But... We can expand our range. We can grow our bounds in life from a four to a six. Even growing it to a three to a seven is still an increased range. It's a it's a slightly higher high and it's a slightly lower low. And one of the ways I think that is most effective to do that is to to choose to do some of those hard things. Not overly hard, not injurious, not necessarily requiring years of dedication, but again, walking to the coffee shop, getting rained on, taking the stairs, taking a strain, as it were, if you remember back a number of episodes ago when we talked about that, taking a strain to expand and to grow ourselves. You're doing that just by listening to a podcast like this, listening to me read quotes and talk about them and then challenge you at the end of each episode to be better, to do better. You're already taking a strain. So you're already expanding that four to six range to something more. And I'm sure O'Brady would say this as well, but we have to be brave, right? Now, brave might not be endurance events, the North Pole or Everest or anything like that. Brave might be 
a podcast, might be starting your own podcast. I know this felt like a brave act for me when I did this. I've told you before that I wrung my hands for a while about whether there would be anybody that cared to listen to what I had to say about this pursuit of mine that I've endeavored to do for years. It's not climbing Everest or going to the North Pole, but I've spent a lot of time and energy collecting and thinking about the words of others. And it took a step of bravery. It took a step out into the ether to put this out there so that other people could hear what I had to say. Maybe it's starting to write a book, or maybe it's learning an instrument or learning a language. It's taking a strain, taking a challenge, and tackling it head on. And you may only make minor progress going forward, but you've expanded that range, that life boundary from a four to six to a three to seven, or a, a three and a half to a six and a half. Maybe that's all you can get, but you've expanded that boundary. You've experienced slightly higher highs and slightly lower lows. But being brave and taking on something that hurts a little bit, that takes a little bit of time, that forces you to set aside other comforts, other things that would plant you firmly in that four to six range to where you would never have to take that strain, choosing to grow a little bit, choosing to do things the hard way, potentially. And I know I've joked before about wishing I could download all the world's books or imbibe all the world's knowledge overnight, snap of a finger kind of thing, wake up and be all knowledgeable and whatnot. And I've, I've, I've joked about that and about how, you know, there's more books than I could ever read. Bummer, sure. But that's how you grow out of four and six. That would be firmly planted in a five. No work, no effort, all reward. Sadly, that's not life. And you can't get to the extremes of that scale, a 1 to 10, which again, it's an expanding and sliding scale for a lot of people. What feels like a 4 to 6 to you might actually be a 1 to 10 for someone else because of their life circumstances. And what might be a 1 to 10 for you might be a 4 to 6 for somebody else because of their life circumstances. But I can tell you this for certain, you cannot get from a 4 to 6 to a 10 without going through 7 and then 8. So rather than trying to tackle it and find the 10 or experience the 1, maybe focus on that 7. Find your 7 and go for it. I think that's the lesson today. I think going back to you know the original pause, the so what, I think it's find your 7. Find your 7 and the 3 will follow. Find your 8 and you'll find the 2. Touch 9 and 1 will find you as well. Those are our goals. Those should be our goals, not to summit Everest unless that's something you want to do, not to touch the North Pole unless that's something you want to do, but to grow out of our four and six because we deliberately choose to do so. We deliberately choose to seek out something that delivers us a seven and then something else that delivers us an eight, knowing that the threes and the twos will come alongside those things, but that the seven, eight, nine, and maybe a ten one day is worth the pursuit. So go out there, find your seven, and get after it. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app, or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at QuotationsPod or join the conversation on Facebook at QuotationsPod. I look forward to hearing from you, welcome your feedback, and thanks as always for listening.